0: Hi, Julia Dennison here, and I'd like to thank you for listening to season one of We Are Family. Today, I'm recommending another special podcast I think you might like. It's called Savvy Psychologist, and it's hosted by clinical psychologist Dr. Jade Wu. Dr. Wu uses practical advice, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment to help you be happier, healthier, and most importantly, yourself. Every week, she shares quick tips and evidence-based research to help you develop a healthier emotional life. Today we're sharing an excellent episode that will help you feel more self-assured and increase your self-esteem. You can find Savvy Psychologist on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Enjoy this episode. Every human feels inadequate sometimes. But good news is that whether the whispers of you're not good enough comes from someone in your life from broader society, or from inside your own head, there are ways that you can lift yourself up and feel more self-assured. Hello and welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu. Every week, I'll help you meet life challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today on the show, we talk about how to stop feeling inadequate. So what does that mean? What does that feel like? Well, have you ever sat in a classroom or work meeting and felt small, like you don't belong there, as you listen to other people make seemingly smarter comments than you can ever think of? Have you ever cringed at your own reflection in the mirror, seeing a body that's nothing like the ones you see in magazines? Or have you doubted your own sanity when you thought you were awesome, but discovered that someone else seemed to think that you don't measure up? each of us has someone in our life who makes us feel as invalid as an expired password. Sometimes that someone is a parent, a partner, a total stranger, or even a friend. Often that someone is actually something, like an academic institution or a whole cultural stereotype. And sadly, sometimes we buy into it. Recently, I was listening to my hero, Michelle Obama, narrating her own autobiography in audiobook form, and I stopped dead in my tracks when she described how in high school, a guidance counselor told her she was not Princeton material. Even more shocking was that she doubted herself, too. She talked about how so much of what she did in her youth was aimed at answering the question, am I good enough? I wondered, if Michelle Obama could question her own adequacy, what hope is there for the rest of us? Well, imposter syndrome is real. Every one of us can relate to this type of self-doubt on some level. And it's not just about academic ability. Snuggly couples pop out from every corner whenever we feel lonely. Ridiculously attractive people seem to materialize out of thin air next to us on the beach whenever we feel especially bloated. We try to not make eye contact with passers-by as we park our years-old corolla between a Porsche and a Land Rover. So what do you do when life leaves you feeling like you're just not good enough? Well, let's talk about seven ways to hit that reset button and see yourself anew. Tip number one, trust that everyone has their stuff. Have you ever rejoiced at passing an exam, but then felt deflated as the kid next to you showed off a big fat A? Well, first of all, I'll bet you my last box of Thin Mints that the kid next to you showing off their A feels deeply inadequate themselves. And Same thing for your Instagram influencer friend who looks perfect in every post and can't stop bragging about how many likes they get. True adequacy doesn't feel the need to advertise. While we cannot know if these people in our lives are searching for affirmation, trying to build themselves up by comparing down, or simply being habitual show-offs, we can know that their lives are not perfect. And how do I know that for sure? Because they're human, just like me and just like you. Insecurity is part of the human condition. In fact, it's necessary. A healthy dose of self-doubt helps us to monitor ourselves and our behavior. It sparks introspection and motivates us to grow and change. We doubt ourselves so we can check ourselves which allows us to get along better with our fellow humans and ultimately keeps the species going. Not only is insecurity part of the human condition, but a total lack of it is actually a sign of things gone wrong. I'm looking at you psychopaths and narcissists. Okay, so now that you know you're not alone, tip number two is to add yet. Dr. Carol Dweck of Stanford University is known the world over for her research on mindset. She delivered a TEDx talk in which she describes a high school in Chicago that gives students who don't pass a class the grade of not yet. What does this do? Well, most importantly, it shifts the focus from a fixed mindset, the idea that your basic qualities are static and unchangeable, to that of a growth mindset, which proposes that your talents can be developed. This shift from outcome to process implies eventual success, and in the meantime, focuses on effort, strategy, resilience, and perseverance. For your own endeavors, rather than labeling a project or process a failure, I haven't been able to run five miles, I haven't found the right romantic partner, I don't have my dream job, Tack on the word yet. I don't have my dream job yet. Believing you can improve instead of assuming you're stuck with the cards you were dealt makes all the difference. And tip number three is another word play. Another really powerful word is and, especially when it replaces but it gives us a chance to see a fuller, more balanced picture and to acknowledge a more complicated truth than the I'm not enough story. Let's look at a couple of thoughts that we might have about ourselves. I'm eating much more nutritious food now, but I have to start exercising. Versus, I'm eating much more nutritious food now, and I have to start exercising. Which one sounds more like you're scolding yourself instead of motivating yourself? When you say but, you instantly erase whatever came before it, especially if it's a pat on your own back for progress made so far, which you totally deserve. When you say and, you acknowledge your wins and use them to fuel your not yet goals. Now that you're talking more kindly to yourself, let's also work on broadening your scope. So that's tip number four. Pop culture would have us believe that adequacy comes from one of only a few areas. Financial success, fame, career achievement, relationship bliss, or physical appearance. We narrow our own vision accordingly and feel hopelessly inadequate if we're not rich, famous, powerful, in love, or super hot. But these mainstays of pop culture and internet gurus are narrow and, truth be told, misguided. A good life comes from so much more. How about having integrity, being curious, chasing inspiration, appreciating beauty in the world, speaking the truth, and maybe most of all, creating and maintaining loving relationships with friends and family. Don't get me wrong. Enjoy pop culture. Enjoy all the Cardi B in the world for what they are, but don't rely on them to tell you what makes you feel worthy. And next tip number five is to beware contingent self-esteem. So this term, contingent self-esteem, means the tendency to change one's self-evaluation based on feedback. It's the most fragile form of self-esteem. Is controlled by others and requires meeting their standards in order to earn value or worth as a person. Contingent self-esteem doesn't just create a shaky foundation for self-image. It puts our very health at risk. In a 2017 paper, Two researchers from Stockholm University examined 122 participants and found that those diagnosed with exhaustion, cardiac issues, or immunological disease scored significantly higher on measures of contingent self-esteem than healthy controls. A recent study also found that those whose self-esteem is contingent on power experience less well-being and this relationship is at least partially driven by them feeling less authentic in what they are and who they are. So look inward for what makes your self-esteem instead of relying on other people to tell you what it should be built on. Tip number six, which is one of my favorites, is to give your best self a rest. Despite what every lifestyle blog would have us believe it's perfectly okay to not be your best self all the time. Too often, we want people to like us or want to come across as having it all together, so we end up trying too hard. But in pushing so hard to be our best, we subtly tell ourselves all the time that being just as we are is insufficient. The solution? Just know that it's okay to not push your best self out there on stage all the time. Instead, be yourself. That means allowing yourself to have some bad hair days, lazy work days, awkward conversation moments, relationship stumbles, and any number of perfectly normal experiences without judging yourself. And while you're doing all that and being your awesome self instead of your best self, remember that perfection is boring. And that's tip number seven, the final tip for today. Perfection is boring. It's easy to feel intimidated and inadequate compared to people with seemingly perfect lives. But have you ever walked into a perfectly decorated room? They're kind of soulless, boring, and even smell kind of sterile, right? Like a furniture showroom. They're the last place you want to kick off your shoes, put your feet up, and have a few belly laughs with friends. People who advertise their seemingly perfect lives are similar a mixture of intimidating and oddly boring. When something is perfect, it means there's nowhere else to go. Things are finished, the story is over, done. And how stifling is that? So much more fun to be a work in progress, to let some of the tangled yarn hang out, or best of all, to add yet to your unfinished dreams. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you a wonderful week of feeling awesome about yourself. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at Jade Wu PhD and also at Psych. If you'd like psychology tips delivered straight to your inbox, you can subscribe to the Savvy Psychologist newsletter. You can also subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional.